Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is the Flockcast Network. Of course, this is Justin Ruff speaking, the host of the Flockcast and the owner of LeBron James, LeBron Kings, and the current uh, Toilet Bowl champion, the guy who sucked it up in fantasy football last year, and he's doing the same this year uh, for the for a new year in 2019. But of course, uh, we are. Uh, we did complete week two, and we are entering week three. And tonight, I mean, today is Thursday, so uh, Thursday night games tonight. And I'm sure everybody uh, are very, you know, they're very excited to begin uh, week three. Of course, tonight's games. Um, tonight's game is, you know, in my in my situation uh, is a little bit boring. Uh, it's the Tennessee Titans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I currently have no one uh, compete, competing tonight. Uh, but that's a different situation for some other owners. And I will go through uh, who's playing tonight for who, you know, for what team and stuff like that. So uh, real quick, yeah, I'm going to go over the matchups today. Uh, you know, my predictions there. And you know, go through uh, some history between the the, uh, the opponents, of course, and then um, start from there. So, uh, real quick, before I go into that, um, uh, of course, I wasn't able to uh, jump on the show yesterday, and of course, uh, I appreciate uh, Scott for doing a little bit for doing a smaller segment. Uh, for what I would be talking about yesterday, and he did his commissioner's corner. Uh, he did talk about the uh, recent activity being made in the waiver wire pickups. Uh, uh, nothing really, you know, I'm not going to throw my opinion out there. Uh, nothing really uh, stood out for me there. And of course, uh, you know, with one of my pickups, uh, uh, of course, I, you know, TC, I'm not TC, Scott mentioned a little bit of it yesterday. I did have to uh, part ways with uh, the GOAT in kicking Adam Benetieri. You know, I'm not going to lie, it was a very difficult time. Um, I've had him for uh, five years now, and he, you know, I, of course, I did, you know, I have had personal contact with him before when I had that one uh, year internship with the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, my job was to catch kicks, uh, you know, punt returns and, you know, field goals for Adam Benatieri and Pat McAfee. So I really got to know those two guys uh, for, you know, half a year possibly when I was at IEPY. And Adam Benatieri, uh, you know, he's he just, you know, if I didn't know anything about football or didn't know anything about sports and I met him uh, somewhere else or at like a bar or something, I would think he, you know, is a normal guy. Uh, he he asks, const- constantly asks you questions about your life and, uh, you know, what your hobbies are and where you're from and stuff like that. That's what he did with me. And uh, he's just a very, very humble guy, very laid back guy. And it's unfortunate him uh, seeing go through this uh, dry spell. Um, it's, you know, it breaks my heart a little bit knowing that, you know, what that guy does, you know, of course, when I was in that internship, Andrew Luck was, was of course, the very first guy, uh, to show up in the locker room. We had to show up there, you know, hours before anybody else did as an intern. 
And of course, Andrew Luck was there maybe two hours before anybody. And then right behind him, probably an hour later, was Adam Vinatieri. He was the second guy there as a kicker, which, you know, that's, you know, that's pretty, you know, he went to the gym, worked out a bunch. And of course, he's 46, 47 years old. Uh, This was back in 2014, 15 season. So this was five years ago. But uh, uh, very, you know, it's, 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 it hurts my heart that I had to uh, drop him. Uh, I did lose a couple hours of sleep of that, but I'm, I, I hope he understands uh, that I, you know, I did what I did. You know, it's not, it's nothing personal. But uh, you know, if I want to have a somewhat good season, uh, I, I had to make that move, and it was unfortunate that. So, like, I mean, like I said, hopefully that he breaks his little dry spell and he gets out of it. I'm kind of surprised that he uh, hasn't uh, retired right now after, you know, back-to-back games, missing multiple extra points. I mean, when you're a kicker, you have to hit. You have to at least get some extra points. And uh, so I'm kind of surprised he hasn't. But I'm not surprised for the Colts not releasing releasing him because, you know, all the in the, the work he's put in and that he's a legend. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's my little ramp, you know, my little, uh, personal opinion about Adam Vinatieri. So, uh, everything else looks normal, you know, besides Keegan Scott picking up, uh, another tight end. Um, he is just going, uh, point hunting when it comes to tight end, which I kind of find it funny last year. I was talking to Scott about this, uh, yesterday. He did the same thing last year, not multiple pickups by tight ends, but he was like, I couldn't remember who he had before Zach Ertz, but he was lacking, uh, a tight end spot. And as soon as he got, he gave up first round draft pick for Zach Ertz. So I guarantee he he if he hasn't already he's been communicating with other owners trying to maybe possibly get a bigger tight end to fill in that huge hole for him. I guarantee you if uh, uh, whoever the crap he picked up this week, uh, if he doesn't give him effective points, uh, of course you know let me uh, alarm everybody that Keegan Scott again uh, year two has two first-round draft picks. And, of course, he used it last. He lo- used one of them last year, uh, to, to and he gave it to Q for Zach Ertz. So he's probably going to be doing the same thing. So if, I, if I'm Jake McKinley or if I'm, uh, of course, again, Q has Zach Ertz or Scott Benzine, you know, top three tight ends, be ready for Keegan Scott to go in desperate mode. Uh, with a tight end situation, not about his team, but tight end situation, um, him going, you know, throwing that first round pick at somebody, uh, maybe something, something a little bit more. So right now we're in a situation where uh, owners don't really want draft picks at this time. Um, it's week two, or actually now week three, and guys are focusing on winning more than uh, previous years. So uh, he might have to throw something else at uh, people, um, but you know if he wants to make that move. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
we're we're at a time right now where it's still very young. And it's up for everybody. The you know the, the championship, the belt, the ring, the banners are all it's all up for grabs. And I guarantee Keegan, you know, before the season ends, he will make a move at that tight end spot, especially if he, you know, if he can't find what he's looking for, you know, all the waiver wire pickups that he's been using on a tight end. So, and then that's, yeah, of course, personal opinion on Keegan's tight end search. So, yeah, and also uh, going back into the history, um, of course, if anyone, uh, you know, brags a little bit about something, I look deep into the history of flog and of course our commissioner scott benzine this year is 2-0 alongside with connor limbach who is 2-0 and uh, scott you know not bragging but i think he was you know high on himself of course for being 2-0 which he should be i mean it's a brown thing when you're 2-0 you wake up a little bit uh, happier uh, you got a smile on your face, you know, you, you hear the birds chirp and you see that the sky's blue. It's a very, you know, it's nice. It's very nice being 2-0 and after two weeks. Uh, you know, I wake up in the morning, I slam my head against the wall because I'm on too. But you got to think multiple multiple weeks to come and and like i said there's i looked into the history uh 2015 16 17 and 18 um i looked into the history of after two weeks of play you know who what records uh were made after two weeks um, of course, year number one, 2015, of course, we all remember deep in history, Jacob McKinley winning the very first flock championship. Um, he started out after two weeks. He went one and one. Uh, deep more into his year, he after four games, he was one and three. And, you know, arguably the, the best, I think, the best team that anyone has owned um, in flog history was Jacob McKinley's team right there. I, I personally think uh, that was a very good team, but he ended up one and three after four games. So week one, he was one and one. Uh, TC was the only one undefeated going into week three. He was two and zero. Oh. Did he win that year? The answer is no, he did not. He did not win that year. He did make the championship matchup. But he did not beat Jacob McKinley in the championship game. So 2-0 did not win. TC actually that year, the very first year, he went 4-0. So he went into week five being undefeated. So, you know, going into 2000, uh, of course, actually, I almost forgot. 2015, the very first year, Keegan Scott was 0-2 going into week three. Actually, in week three, three he actually did lost lost again. So going into week four, he was on three. Uh, so you know, you know, of course, my points getting made to you already. Going into 2016 season, Connor Limbach luckily won, uh, and he his record going into week three was one and one. Also, uh, I for some you know some miracle. I was the only one going into week three undefeated. I was 2-0. Did I win that year? No, I did not, unfortunately. Did not win. And Keegan Scott, again, back-to-back years. I was kind of shocked by this. Uh, Keegan Scott, back-to-back years going 0-2. He did win in week three, but he did not lose the Toilet Bowl Championship. He uh, actually... 
uh, Quentin Blount was the loser of that year, and he went one and one. Uh, so year three, 2017, again, Jacob McKinley won his second championship in three years. He again went one and one after two weeks. Um, and again, back-to-back years, I was the only one going undefeated into into week three, which is shocking because I made it to the toilet bowl that year. So I think I won like four games overall. Actually, I can't even remember. It wasn't a good year. That, that I think that was my worst team overall, especially from last year. I think last year I had a better team than the year before. But um, yeah, so I went. Up, I ended up two and uh, two and zero after uh, two weeks. Uh, Connor Limbach was the loser of that year, and he went zero and two. Going into week three, he actually lost the next two matchups. So going into week five, he was 0-4, which is the worst start in flog history, uh, which is, you know, kind of embarrassing. But going into week, I mean, going into year four, 2018, uh, we had two guys last year, two guys undefeated going into year three. I mean, going into week three, uh, Connor Limbach, who was 2-0, and uh, TC, who was 2-0 as well. Um, and a, a quick question, did any of those guys win the championship? No, they did not. Thank you. No, they did not win the championship. And so, you know, my point being, of course, and then you got Keegan Scott, who went 0-2 again, 0-2. Going into week three. So in 2017 year, he broke the 0-2 uh, matchup. I mean, the streak. He was 1-1. One and, one. and then last year, he was 0-2 going into week three. So, and of course, he's not 0-2 this year. He is 1-1 one one right now. So out of five years that we've been in this league, Keegan Scott started out the year after two weeks 0-2, three out of the five years, which is kind of shocking. And of course, no toilet bowl appearances. No, actually, I, I take that back. He did make one toilet bowl. I do believe I didn't read into much of that part, but I think he might have made it to a toilet bowl. But he did not win a toilet bowl. He's got no uh, losing bowlness in his uh, activity. But he was 0-2 last year, and he ended up winning the whole thing last year. Uh, of course. Scott Benzine, who the guy who was bragging yesterday, he started out 0-2 last year. So my point is, it doesn't mean crap right now if you're 2-0. Congratulations, you are 2-0, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Yeah, (laughs) who cares? You should be happy, yes, but it means nothing. The history, you know, going to the history, it absolutely means nothing. So... Congratulations to an O. I hope you choke your chicken. So there's a little flog history there. Um, you know, going looking at the past matchups uh, in the past, you know, the records. So going into uh, next week, of course, this week, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll just go over the matchups here. Uh, well, first, very first matchup, we have uh, Connor Lemback, the Coon Squad, going up against the Magic School Bus. Uh, 
uh, Keegan Scott, the defending championship the champion. The, this is a rematch, of course, of the uh, championship last year. Uh, the champion, the defending champion versus the first place loser. And Connor Lindback. Uh the, the the history between these guys, Keegan Scott is uh you know defeating Connor pretty pretty good. Uh Keegan is nine and five against Key uh Connor Lindback at this time. Uh but you know, right now the projection scores has Connor defeating the defending champion 169 to 153.7. Of course. I really doubt, unless one of Connor Limbach's uh, key guys, if one of those guys go down or, you know, don't play in that week, uh, his projection is going to be higher than anybody else's. I mean, it's just because right now you got Mahomes. He has 20, you know, projected to score 24.8. Elliott's got 22.1. Barkley with 18.3. And uh, Chubb with 16.2. So... You know, with those guys, just I mean, and of course, Tom Brady is second quarterback with 21.2. So that's pretty high for a quarterback as well. But it makes sense because he's been very, uh, been very consistent, you know, back-to-back weeks uh, doing work. Uh, but, you know, so it's very hard to not have good projection scores uh, for Connor Lambach. But, I mean, is he going to lose? Absolutely, Yes. But I mean, not this week. I mean, but years to, I mean, weeks to come, possibly. Um, I do have Connor Lindback defeating uh, Keegan Scott at this time. Um, I mean, I just I don't really, you know, have a reason. <laughs> I mean, you got Keegan Scott uh, with the with uh, his his looking at his lineup right now. I'm just. I'm just not sold on his, of course, tight end situation. I have, I mean, in his flex, that's the two weakest things right now. Of course, KJ is one of his flex options. But, you know, to be honest with you, he's, he hasn't, he hasn't, like, stood out to me. Uh, he had 15.8 fantasy points last week, but only ran the ball 12 times. And he hasn't yet this, uh, this season, uh, ran over 50 yards rushing wise so like that doesn't like excite me very well very much and then we got Brita going up against uh, the Pittsburgh defense um I just I know I don't I'm not really fond of his uh, uh flex situation and then going into his tight end uh I just got an update saying that uh Cam Newton is not unlikely to go week two or week three. So uh, the Carolina Panthers aren't, you know, Olsen's not, he's got a good connection with Cam Newton and he won't have that going into week three. So, you know, that's another question mark. And of course, I won't be surprised if in an hour before Sunday, the game start, Keegan drops, uh, drops Olsen. And picks up another freaking tight end. So, I think that's the main reason why I have Connor going, beating uh, Keegan Scott here. But I hope, I, you know, of course I'm rooting for Keegan Scott. I'm rooting for him to to put a, a one next to his win category when it comes to uh, Connor on back. So, of course, uh, I'm jumping on the Magic School Bus this week. Uh, next matchup, 
I will just go with myself versus Marcus Terry. I do have this one being the uh, game of the week. It was pretty close with uh, TC and Scott's, but I do have myself and Marcus as the game of the week, uh, mainly because, I mean, of course, you know, looking on paper, no offense to Marcus's team, I think it's the worst team out of all eight of the owners. Uh, it's just, especially like right now, uh, the players, you know, some of the players, his key guys that he has on his team, they're not going off. I mean, you got Joe Mixon, who looks like a skeleton out there. He doesn't look like the old Joe Mixon that we that we've seen last year. Uh, and then you got Stephon Diggs, who of course was a keeper for Marcus Terry, has only caught the ball three times in two weeks. I mean, that doesn't, you know, of course that's going back to the Vikings running game, taking away uh, multiple passes there. But I mean, he's not to himself. You got Lindsey, who's in a crowded backfield, sharing the uh, catches or carries with uh, Freeman. And then uh, Mark is trying to trick you with his first two running guys in his in his spot. I do think Mac is better than Lindsey. Williams is better than Lindsey, but those two guys are in his flex position. Uh, you know. It's going to be interesting to see if we're going to see the week one in Marlon Mack or the week two of Marlon Mack. I hope, you know, right now, because I'm a Colts fan, I hope Mack does well. But, I mean, it's, you know, we'll see. And then you got Williams, who didn't, he ran the ball nine times last week for eight yards. So, I hope, uh, you know, the, the situation stays, you know, those guys continue to uh, choke their chicken. Of course, Scott Benzie mentioned uh, yesterday that uh, Marcus Terry didn't make a move. He benched O.J. Howard, who put up a goose egg last week, and he picked up Jason Witten, who is a, a red zone target. So um, I don't think that was a good pickup. I think I do think that was a good pickup for Marcus. Uh, but of course, I think I'm, I'm confident. I wasn't confident last week. I'm confident going into this week. I think this should be a great opportunity for me to grab a W. Of course, I'm rooting for uh, the the rookies in Montgomery and Brown, my flex positions. Those guys to continue to do what they did last week and put me up multiple points. And of course, I have. I hope the Cowboys destroy the Dolphins. And just give me 10-plus points. That's all I'm asking for the Dallas uh, Cowboys. That's all I'm freaking asking. So, I mean, they get freaking Dolphins gave the Patriots 35 points last week. So, hopefully, 10 points is, is enough. And we'll see in Joey Sly if my in my kicker is uh, the new Adam Benatari that, you know, that I'm looking for. And, of course, we're looking at Jacoby Brissett. Hopefully, he, you know, he continues to have consistent numbers uh, for me there. So, of course, I'm picking uh, myself over Marcus. It's it's a uh, redemption game for myself. The last time I played Marcus, this is the uh, repeat. I mean, this is the uh, matchup for the toilet bowl. So, hopefully, I destroy him. I laugh at him and I poop on his face. So, of course, I am one and two against Marcus, Marcus, which is which is completely embarrassing. So, going on to the next matchup, we do have Mr. TC, the Savage Patch Kids, going up against the undefeated, very proud Juju's in the attic. Um, uh, you know, no offense to Scott, I do see him losing this matchup. Absolutely no way Kamara and McCaffrey have back-to-back weeks. Of, co- of course, Scott mentioned this last week, but he did pick himself. 
or I'm sorry, yesterday, but he did pick himself over TC, which I think is uh, respectfully, I, I disagree. Uh, you know, Savage Pass Kids, you know, projected to score 157.4. Uh, Scott Benjamin shortly me right behind him with 153.5. I just think, uh, you know, with those two-headed monsters, they you know they they will pop out of the ground this week. No way they'll have back-to-back bad performances. Um, and we'll see. We'll see with uh, uh, with Scott Benzing. He's still riding the John the uh, John Brown train. We'll see how uh, how long he can keep putting up those numbers. I say not very. Uh, not very long, um, and we'll we'll see what the uh, Ravens can do um, against their next matchup. You know they're living in heaven right now; they're up in the sky. And how long is that going to last? Especially going up against a very tough Kansas City team. So you know, of course, now Scott was smart and ended up putting uh, uh, Sanders in the lineup for some reason. He was scared of the Chicago Bears last week, so he put him on his bench. And uh, we'll see if Juju can get his head out of his butt, especially going against, uh, going with a new quarterback in Rudolph. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. I do, I, you know, of course I do see TC picking up the dub this week. Uh, the very last matchup here um, is Mr. Jacob McKinley, two-time champion, the high-flying Hawaiians, for, versus the Blount for, Force. Uh, I do believe... You know, of course, the projection of score right now has Quinton beating Jacob McKinley, 158.1 to 148.7. Um, I do have Jacob. You know, technically, this would be an upset if I pick Jacob McKinley. So I'm picking the upset here, going Jacob McKinley over Blount Force. I'm still not, uh, you know, I'm not sold on Quentin Blount's team. They're, you know, I look at him and I just see like, bleh, you know, just a dud. Um, you, we'll see what players can do. Of course, he had a very good week last week. Congratulations, Q. Um, you know, you had a very good week. You know, some sometimes squirrels find nuts. I mean, that's just how it is. So, um, Quentin Blount it, is in a situation where, you know, he has guys who have been going off. Lamar Jackson, you know, primarily has been carrying his team. Uh, last week, he, you know, he picked up a defense that was a dime. He doesn't have that this week. Uh of course, like I mentioned, Lamar's going up against Kansas City. Uh, you know, I guarantee. I guarantee. Sometime this year, Lamar will have a bad game. So it's just a matter of time. Um, and you know, you got Josh Allen. Will he continue to have weeks like he did last week? I doubt it. I'm still not high on Josh Allen, but of course, Q is for some reason. Uh, so you know, I do have Jacob McKinley uh, going off uh, against Q, picking up his first win. Um, the history between these guys, well, I'm sorry, the history between TC and Benzine, TC's undefeated 2-0, and with Jacob McKinley and Quint Blount, Skinley is controlling Q 7-4 in the past matchups. Um, so I do believe that's going to be 8-4 uh, this after, after this matchup. We'll see, you know. Um, we'll see what Q can do. Um, he shocked the world last year. Uh, I mean, uh, last week, so we'll see if Q can uh, put up the numbers. You know, I'm very high on, um, well, I'm not very high, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm trusting Jacob's team this year, or this week. Of course, he does not have Cam Newton in the lineup right now because he's unlikely to play week three. 
even if he was likely to play three week three this week. Uh, he, you know, I, w- I would judge him highly if he ended up putting him in the lineup because Aaron Rodgers should have been in the lineup last week. But of course, Jacob McKinley um, going down the poop train, if you will. Uh, but hopefully this week week he goes up a little bit, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, We'll see what James Conner can do for him. Hopefully, Josh Jacobs has, you know, he has a better week than last week. You know, going back into week one form, and uh, so yeah, that's pretty. You know, of course, uh, you know, in his lineup, he currently has Jake McKinley, has Mike Williams in there. Um, so we'll see if Mike Williams be able to put up numbers for him. He still doesn't. It looks like he still doesn't trust Crowder or either of his tight ends in that flex spot. Of course, he has George Kittle, but he also has uh, Walker and Waller um, in his bench. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Sometime in the future, he starts one of those two in this flex spot um, instead of Mike Williams. So, uh, yeah. So that's you know that's my uh, matchup predictions there. Um, hopefully. I really need to pick up a W, but, you know, we'll see. Um, like, you know, I've told you about the history of, you know, who started with who. Of course, Keegan's a prime example of what happened last year. He was 0-2. Uh, me and Jake McKinley are currently 0-2 at this time. And Keegan Scott ended up winning last year. So, um, high hopes there. It gives us some hope. Gives us, uh, you know, a, a little tiny light at the end of the tunnel. So, Hopefully, uh, you know, I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for myself and, uh, believe it or not, uh, Jacob McKinley, because we're both, you know, I'm feeling Jacob's pain. Uh, he should be feeling it more than, I mean, he should be feeling pain from, you know, for myself because he's never won the toilet bowl before and he, he is a two time champion. I just flat out suck at fantasy football. I've lost once and I've never made it to the championship game. So, you know, I'm surprised. I'm kind of judging the other owners for not taking advantage on how stupid I am because I am not very good. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm not getting a lot of trade offers, you know, trying to take advantage of me. And I judge everyone for not doing that because I am not good at fantasy football. And, it, you know, I'm judging those, you know, other owners for not, uh, you know, taking advantage of someone stupid. So hopefully this week I look kind of smart and end up finding kind of like in Q situation. Uh, you know, I'm a squirrel and I find a little nut underneath the tree this week against Marcus Terry. So I'm knocking on wood, you know, double knocking, if you will, this week. Uh, you know, hopefully I'll pull up a W against uh, a very weak Marcus Terry team. Uh, I can say that because I guarantee you he's not listening. Uh, to this podcast he doesn't have time majority of the time he's you know he's in Europe or he's in you know walking with the you know running with the bulls or something so you know of course he doesn't have time uh to you know be on fantasy football as much as we are but once he you know I've mentioned this before in another episode he is always you know once he gets on fantasy he makes multiple 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 moves back to back to back and then he's good for a week or two you know not being able to get on so, of course, I'm bashing Marcus Terry because, you know, I feel safe because, you know, I won't get a text after this and, hey, quit bashing me. Well, 
You know, he's never off. So <laughs> he, he kind of proved that last week, you know, or yesterday. He made multiple moves in the waiver wire pickups. Or actually, it wasn't even in the waiver wires. It was bright and early. And he picked up moves. And so I think he's good now for a week. You know, it doesn't have to come on for another week or so. So <laughs> this has been a beautiful uh, bashing Thursday, if you will. I'm feeling a little, feeling a little frisky if you will. Um, so yeah, a good solid 30 minutes of uh, bashing today. Uh, hopefully, possibly depending on, actually, I don't think I didn't go over, you know, who's available and who's playing tonight. Of course, you guys are smart. You guys can put it together. Uh, Derek Henry is, you know, of course playing on Quentin's team. He's going up, he's playing tonight. And, uh, so, you know, we'll see, you know, in those situations, if I, we also will see if I, you know, if I'm up for being on the uh, podcast tomorrow. If you don't hear me tomorrow, I'll be on um, Monday morning. Monday, uh, yeah, Monday morning, bright and early. So uh, you guys have a great Thursday. Enjoy the weekend coming up. Enjoy some college football games on Saturday, and also enjoy. Uh, some games going on on Sunday. I heard that there are football games going on Sunday. So uh, you guys have a great day. And thank you for listening to the Flawcast Network. Take care.